Welcome to the monthly podcast, The Wealth of Generations. If you like to build true wealth for generations, this podcast is for you. Eugene Kleiner once said, There is a time when panic is the appropriate response. On November 26, 1973, President Richard Nixon proposed a nationwide 50 miles per hour speed limit for passenger vehicles and a 55 miles per hour speed limit for trucks and buses. It was an emergency response to the 1973 oil crisis. He imposed the speed limit because of a crisis, the first worldwide oil shock. Gas was limited, and so was the speed for cars and trucks on the highway. Our financial sophistication is no different. If our financial sophistication is limited, our financial possibilities are limited too. We live in a crisis mode. But if we overcome our financial crises, our options will be unlimited. Today, in some countries, there are no speed limits on highways between larger cities. You can go as fast as you wish, your judgment only limits you. Thinking without limits is how we must act as a citizen in the 21st century. As long as our ideas are legal and ethical, we shouldn't feel limited. We want to switch to the highest gear possible if we need to. Too many people don't use higher gears in their financial activities. Instead, they are crawling along in a traffic jam, sometimes even idling in neutral, stuck with thousands of other people all trying to move forward. But they are losing the game. Without shifting into second or higher gear, they will never pick up any speed. When we feel like we are one of these slow drivers, we will need to first invest in our financial education. We need to find out how good our financial knowledge and experience is. This chapter will support us in defining this baseline. We all come from different backgrounds, have different levels of education and different experiences. So, the starting point for every individual reader is unique. During the late 90s, when crude oil was relatively cheap, we could all experience a decade of the financial boom. In contrast, the first decade of the 21st century was economically challenging. Depending on what we expect during the coming decade, our investment ideas might vary. However, this book will show us that the primary financial rules apply during all economic periods and situations. Every person has a different background in life, and everybody carries different baggage. Some might have had a difficult childhood growing up in poverty. Some might have lived in abundance their whole life, and some might lack financial education in some areas or some bad financial habits, or some might not be interested in the topic of increasing their wealth. It matters where a person is coming from when it comes to financial education. I wrote this book to make financial literacy more accessible and fun for everybody, and to raise the level of urgency for financial education. Now, let's first find out how we organize our personal situation. Are we rushing from one task to another? Are we employed, and is our job taking too many hours? Do we see our children at best shortly before they go to bed? Are our vacations typically no longer than two weeks? Are we getting nowhere with our financial plan? We do not own a business and we do not own real estate. If we answered yes to at least one question, we should think about improving our financial sophistication. Read this chapter thoroughly to find out what we can do to improve our chances of becoming a more sophisticated investor. We will start identifying our own financial and personal assets and start managing them. Taking these first steps might be very challenging for many people. 
Most people are addicted to their habits. Becoming a sophisticated investor does not mean to give up the person we are. But it means to get in control of our habits. We might be addicted to our powerlessness and victimhood, or we might be overly attached to our sense of entitlement. Before we can gain control over our financial situation, we need to find out what kind of person we are and get in control of our habits. For example, if we collect all sorts of coupons to save money when we go shopping, we might focus too much on our expenses instead of becoming a smarter investor. The Average Investor I claim that the average investor today is nothing else than a consumer. They buy financial products which sophisticated investors have created. Many attributes describe the average investor, he or she is an employee who pays a mortgage or rent, and almost all income comes from one or more salaries, whereas most of the income goes to daily expenses. None of their income is income from capital. Today, the vast majority of the Western population can be categorized as average investors. The Sophisticated Investor First off, being a sophisticated investor has nothing to do with a job. It is a lifestyle. The typical definition of a sophisticated investor is a person who is considered to have sufficient investing experience and knowledge to weigh the risks and merits of an investment opportunity. Today, many businesses and organizations expect a certain net worth and income before a person can be classified as a sophisticated or accredited investor. Such an investor is eligible to buy into certain investment opportunities, such as pre-IPO securities, that are considered non-disclosure or non-prospectus issues. Typically, this type of investor must have either a net worth of $2.5 million or have earned more than $250,000 for the past two years to qualify. But these requirements can only be met as a result of a certain lifestyle. More important is how sophisticated investors became sophisticated in the first place. They follow a simple but effective formula P equals I plus D plus E plus A. Whereas, I stands for innovation, D stands for development, E stands for execution, and A stands for acceleration, which is marketing, sales and operations. Sophisticated investors create financial products. The entire right side of the formula describes the work of the sophisticated investor. Just by successfully following this formula, a person will become a sophisticated investor. The left side of the formula, P, is for the average investor, which I call the consumer. The right side of the formula is for the sophisticated investor. When average investors say they invest, they typically buy financial products. Today, most people assume that both sides of the equation represent investment activities. However, purchasing financial products and selling financial products are two completely different activities. The actions of average investors are limited to buying financial products. Sophisticated investors design financial products. They generate business blueprints. In this book, we will only learn more about the right side of the equation. We will read how we can make financial products. We will not learn about how to buy financial products. Although buying financial products is an essential part of our economy, we need to know that financial products typically only make the people wealthy who created them. The activities of sophisticated investors I plus D plus E plus A are very similar to the activities of entrepreneurs. Both the investor and the entrepreneur invent, develop, implement, market, and sell products. The only difference is that the investor operates on a more abstract, passive level. The investor has a business focus, 
whereas the entrepreneur typically focuses on the product and the company itself. While the entrepreneur creates products and services directly and is also more involved in running the company, the investor has a more passive role in every activity. However, the investor executes far greater control over the entire business and can hire and fire the company's CEO. Entrepreneurs are, therefore, also called active investors and investors are often called passive investors. An employee generally picks one profession. An employee is, for example, a scientist or researcher, a developer or project manager, a marketing person or a salesperson. Like most people, investors also have one field they are passionate about, but they need to understand more than one profession. They will need to work with scientists, other inventors, developers, project managers, and salespeople. Investors also need to be fundraisers and good masters of funds. Of course, investors always work with a team of people, so they typically need to possess high social capital, which allows them to interact intelligently with all other specialists. What are financial products? Financial products are investment vehicles that are made by sophisticated investors. These are investment funds, government or other bonds, insurance policies, futures, options, swaps, cash deposits, CDs, and simple products like our currency or complex products like collateralized debt obligations, CDOs. All intangible assets are financial products, which also include intellectual property and other rights. But if we take it further, a rental property that produces cash flow is also a financial product even though it is a tangible product. For example, if an investor buys a rundown property, remodels it as a special needs home, and rents it out to a company that runs senior homes, the investor created a financial product. The senior home company uses the rental to run their business to make money. When we sell and establish a financial product in the market, we can be considered a sophisticated investor based on my book. The product will make us richer while focusing on our team that brings to life more financial products. Hence, it pays off to be a sophisticated investor in many ways. Sophisticated investors are the dream clients of most financial services firms, as they generate much more money when working with them than with average investors. For example, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank gives some of its customers Chase Private Client, CPC, accounts. They receive many perks around the bank's services, like free international money wiring, safe deposit boxes, etc. Typically, people have certain expectations about sophisticated investors, they can hold their investments indefinitely, the funds do not need to be liquidated for cash needs. They can assume a total loss of investment principle without causing severe damage to their overall net worth. The table in the book shows where the average, active and passive investors receive their income from earned income from a job, while income from capital comes from financial assets that produce income for the investor. Average investors will benefit the most from reading this book. This book will still be valuable as a convenient source of information about many aspects of assets and asset management for active and passive investors. Wherever you are in your life now, the goal of this book is to make you and your family wealthier and increase your financial sophistication.